Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me again today is Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation. Mike, uh, welcome back again. Oh, great to be here. Today, we're going to be continuing our discussion that we started earlier with Tom Kermel. Uh, Tom has a military background, and he also is the owner and president of TDK Consulting. And also with us today is Armin Harpin, who is IMEG's Director of Federal Healthcare. And Armin, I first want to say... Um, Congratulations. Uh, we just learned that IMEG uh, was ranked by Building Design and Construction Magazine as the number one engineering firm in the VA sector. So I think that says a lot about the work you and IMEG's healthcare teams do in that sector. Congrats. Well, thank you, Joe. Yes, uh, we were pretty excited. You know, we've got a great team. We work with great partners like Tom and, and others, and it's part of that whole process of what True Partnership's about and what our team is really committed to in the mission of federal health care and, in this case, to the VA's mission. Indeed. And partnerships. I think that is a good segue to today's discussion. Mike, I'll turn it over to you to ask Tom our very first question. Sure. Uh, in our previous episode, we had a great discussion about relationships and the importance of the team and that, that true business partnership amongst the group to manage to that successful mission. Tom, with your background, how do we apply some of those those things to get successful outcomes in you know federal healthcare projects? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. My experience in this is uh, one that uh, I've observed increasing complexity over time, uh, not only in the types of projects and the size and scale of projects, but also in the nature of the arrangement that the team is charged with executing. Um, the other piece of this is the, is the uh, inherent expertise in the private sector. You want the best people working on your project and you want them to stay consistent with the project because of the complexity. Some of these things are, um, are unwieldy, a billion dollar project, a million square feet. And uh, sometimes uh, they make people weary. Okay, these things are not a sprint, they're a marathon. They take a long time, typically in the Fed, uh, especially in the Fed. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the not only the pace of work, but the nature of the contract and the delivery vehicle. So in order to keep people enthusiastic and keep them on the team and don't wear them out, you need to energize them every once in a while. And the way to do that is to get them together to help them understand each other's issues to manage better. Uh, it's also an issue of accountability in my mind, how people are held accountable to each other uh, and to the project uh, and to the and to the scope of the effort is really important to be able to understand that and then to stick to it as the project proceeds. You know, Tom, some of the things in the, in the federal arena, especially when there's not just like one owner, there might be a like in the core in the in the in the VA where there's a, a large project and the core is managing it. So you have a number of stakeholders within the owner itself, and then you have another agency managing that. Tell me about what you've seen 
in that arena um, and how, how, what is the framework that you try to work with with regard to that for successful outcome or, or better mission accountability? The, the team has to coalesce on who can say yes or no from each respective stakeholder organization, be it the contracting officer, if it's a contract issue, be it the technical engineering people, be it the authority having jurisdiction, be it the designer clarifying information, be it the engineer coming up with a solution that meets the specifications, or the builder who says, I need some help discerning these drawings because I can't make sense out of them. What do I do next? Uh, if we can't answer those questions quickly, especially during an active acquisition, um, you're going to delay the project and it's going to cost more money. And that's what vexes a lot of teams is that they haven't set themselves up for success to be able to expedite the acquisition by providing the forum for discussion, discernment, decision, and then action. You got to have all those pieces in place. And the circumstances around where decisions need to be made um, uh, is better if you have all the people in the same room that can say yes or no on a regular periodic basis. I think that not only uh, shortens the amount of time for decision making, but it also holds people interdependent of each other to say, I can rely on that person because what they tell me is going to be true. And when they say yes, they really mean it because they're going to follow up. So so what what I've seen set up nicely in some of these teams is that particular circumstance. That is not an accident. You know, sometimes the biggest challenge in accountability is holding the client or the owner accountable. And I guess, how do you help teams with, with that kind of bridge that gap? And how do you, how do you hold the person accountable that's hiring you to do the project? That's, that's a great question. From personal experience, uh, I got the great fortune of being the commander of the Army Health Facility Planning Agency. It was recognized after several large acquisitions went south, meaning went way out of whack on budget and way out of whack on cost, that there needed to be somebody at the corporate level to say yes or no. Um, that agency happened to be mine. I owned it. So we were the, quote, super user for the owner, who was the Surgeon General of the Army. But he he's not going to sit in a meeting for four or five hours and talk about the color of the paint on the walls. He had us to do that for him. So what, what I found in this experience is that uh, a user representative with authority is very, very important. And you got to find that person who has the authority to make the call, or maybe it's two people, or maybe it's a group of people or whatever, but these governance teams properly managed and properly held accountable can really make a big difference. And you got to have somebody from the owner's side because they usually have the money to be able to say yes or no at a moment's notice or be able to answer very quickly within the, the confines of the acquisition. You know, Tom, you talked a little bit about, you know, the third party and then the owner. I think just speak real quickly, if you would, in terms of your thoughts on the criticality of that relationship, because really at the end of the day, that's where it all draws down to is the ability for that that third party to be able to write, execute, 
on a vision and a mission because they're so close with the with that owner they understand the pathway right yeah yeah I, that's the key armand they have to be close they have to almost be able to complete each other's sentences they have to know their program the dollar limitations the the risks they have to share in the responsibility to manage that as a team uh, but they also have to know their role and uh, the role of the agent uh, acting on behalf of the owner uh, to me uh, anytime you hire a contractor you do that because you can't do the job yourself and the more complex that circle gets and the more people you add to that complex circle of helpers uh, the more understanding is necessary to be able to get to the core root of what problem you're trying to solve, right? So uh, I would love to, you know, say yes to my wife when she says, I'd like the kitchen renovated and do it all myself. I just am not physically able to do that anymore. But, but the same is true of these large complex projects. You need a lot of help doing them and a lot of people with a lot of diverse expertise that has to be pulled together and harnessed at the right and appropriate time. And that's the responsibility of proper governance, in my opinion. That's got to be set up from the get-go and then has to be exercised and maintained. As I think about what's coming, Tom, I'm really interested in your thoughts about over the next five or 10 years, there's a lot of stuff at play in the federal health care. I'm just going to really focus in there on federal health care, particularly VA and DOD. There's a lot of play with d design build, with um, with how those are, how those projects, especially the larger projects, are going to be delivered. Um, I'm really curious to hear what you think and what you see are trends over the next five to ten years as it relates to how projects are delivered and how teams can operate under those deliveries. I see projects being more complex, not less. I see them being more integrated in that. Uh, it's not just about construction. It's about equipment. It's about information technology. It's about authorities to operate. It's about network surety. It's about maintainability. Uh, it's about logistics and outfitting. I mean, uh, the reason I say complex is not because, you know, it's large or complicated as a building structure, but the nature of healthcare in general and research is like this too and process engineering is like this these are computers with skin wrapped around them and that means the engineers and the architects have to work together to be able to produce the mainframe possible for these kinds of complex structures to be produced especially in a high-tech environment or an operating room environment or a research environment the information inherent in those kinds of building typologies is voluminous and it's complicated and it's hard to coordinate and integrate, yet it needs to be. Um, then you get other people involved in your business that have to complement you at the end, the IT people, the information technology and management people from the medical side the equipment installers, the the all the coordination that needs to be done at the back end to ensure that the building is actually going to function properly, uh, commissioning, if you will. Um, I see them becoming more complicated and more integrated with a lot more players uh, as these acquisitions grow. And the projects themselves, in, from what I've seen, are going to be bigger 
meaning there's just more of it. And that means the teams are bigger and the necessity for interdependency and collaboration and coordination is even going to be greater. Um, uh, the other issue that I see is that information about the building uh, is almost as important as the asset itself. Uh, people need to manage this thing after it gets done. So we as engineers and architects have a responsibility to take what we curate as part of information development and hand that over in a sensible way to the owner so they can use it. That doesn't happen very well at all. And I think part of the governance needs to acknowledge that that's a piece of our business that that could be improved greatly. So I think that as a byproduct of our work, we need to do a lot better at that. So in answer to your question, it isn't going to get much easier. But, you know, if we're organized properly, we can help ourselves and help the client out at the same time. And I think that, you know, this discussion has been great. And there's, as engineers, you know, we're, we're coming from that engineering perspective, you know, we're excited about how we can impact that mission and how we can work together as a team to impact that mission. Cause we know we're, we can't do it on our own, you know, architects, anybody on that team where none of us are able to do that on our own. It's only together that we're going to be successful in that mission. And it's really, it, to me, it starts with the people on your team, getting your team set up, right. Which you've talked about. And then at the end, it's about the people that use the facility. And then throughout that continuum, we're trying to build the technology from what the patients interact with and what the facilities folks use and the doctors use. And I think it's just an exciting opportunity. And it's been great to hear your perspective on how do we set the right foundations for that team? And how does that team building that thought process of team really help see the project all the way from the beginning through successful completion operation, helping patients and maintaining that facility for just long-term success. So great stuff, Tom. I appreciate your, your being part of this with us. You're welcome guys. Yeah, thank you, Tom, for joining us today, and Armin, you as well. Listeners who missed the first part of this uh, two-part episode can find that at imegcorp.com. That's I-M-E-G-C-O-R-P.com, and go to our Insights page where you will find our podcasts. We'll be back with another episode in the near future. Until then, thanks for listening, and take care. <music>